What's up, everyone? Welcome to the first episode of Tattoo Wealth. I'm your host, Colton Etherton. I'm also a certified financial planner and owner of Out of the Office Planning. On this episode, I'm bringing you a conversation with Jason Lynch, who's a tattoo artist out of Reno, Nevada. We talk about uh, his unique way that he was introduced to tattooing, and then what happened when he took a break from the industry and when he came back, uh, put his ego aside and actually took a second apprenticeship. We talk about his recent sobriety and how that has affected not only his work, um, drawings and, and tattoo work, but also his interaction with clients. And then we wrap with a conversation on the power that tattoos have when it comes to creating confidence in your clients. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation. I think you guys will too. Jason has a lot to share here. Um, we actually ended up talking for another 40 minutes after we stopped recording, so we'll probably bring him back for a part two here soon. Uh, if you want to check out any of his work, you can find him on Instagram at lynchmade. That's L-Y-N-C-H-M-A-D-E. Just have a quick disclaimer here for you guys, and then we'll jump into my conversation with Jason. Hope you enjoy it. Colton Etherton is a financial advisor and founder of Out of the Office Planning, a registered investment advisor in Oregon. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not advice. Talk to your advisor if you have any questions. Hey, Jason, what's going on, man? Not much. How you doing, Colton? I'm good. Thanks for joining us today. Appreciate it. Yeah. Pleasure's all mine, man. Awesome. Well, you know, I just want to dive into kind of your story, how you got, you know, started tattooing, some stuff you've learned along the way, and uh, also share how, I think it'd be fun to share how I found you, mutual friend. Um, yeah. So with that said, you know, what's, uh, how'd you get started? What's the story of Jason Lynch uh, in tattooing? <laughs> well, it started a long time ago. It's a pretty long story. Uh, I went on vacation with my mom and dad when I was about 12 years old. And uh, the last day of our trip, they wanted to get tattoos to kind of commemorate it and just remember it. And I remember we were in Lahaina, uh, Maui, and we were, were walking down the sidewalk and there was a sign above the, the little wooden sidewalk. I'll never forget. And it just said tattoo. And it said on the door, you know, 18 and up only, no exceptions. And my dad was adamant you know he's like oh i'm gonna go check like so we went upstairs and checked it out and i'll never forget the face on his like the look on his face when he like popped it open and said like come on in like so they were able to get tattooed and nice i remember the buzz of the the machines and just everything like walking up these stairs it's a spot called skin deep um right in downtown lahaina and uh yeah the it just the environment just took took a hold of me um, I'll never forget that moment, just watching these people enjoy what they were doing and, you know, making art for a living. And I remember looking at my mom and just asking her, Hey, like, is this is a job? And she's like, yeah, you can, you know, you can do this for a living. And, uh, that, that started it. I got paper and pencils on the flight home, like, and just started going and it just, it never stopped. And I, uh, ended up getting my first job at a body piercing place here in town um that's no longer there but um yeah I was 15 years old is my first job when I was pretty much you know keeping it clean and learning a lot of like sanitation things and um that got old quick you know I was I was a young kid I was like I just want to I just want a tattoo I want to pierce I want to do something (laughs) but I wasn't old enough so um I kind of went off 
And then when I was 18, my mom owned a salon here in Reno and a guy next door was opening a tattoo shop. And my mom was like, you got to meet my son. You got to meet my son. Um, You know, this was years after, like when I was 15, before the piercing shop, I almost actually convinced my parents to let me move to Lahaina Mm. um, and live on a beach for $5 a day. (laughs) Um, And I was willing to do it, but, you know, being young and, my naivety was to the max, you know, yeah, and I, yeah. I got scared. So I backed out of that. But anyway, I, I you know, got this apprenticeship when I was 18 and did that for a year and a half and um, kind of left. You know, I thought I knew everything. I was, you know, this hot shot kid, you know, like like most young young kids and tattooers, you know, you, you see like kind of the rock star style of things. And you just kind of mm-hmm. I think it's easy to get caught up in that, especially at a young age and um i stopped doing that um I, you know i started tattooing out of my house for a while on friends and just didn't have enough respect for it so i stopped and i took a six-year hiatus and um, learned how to run a business um, through retail okay. worked my worked my way up you know um seasonal sales kid on call shifts all the way up to store manager and like interviewing for home office gigs and you know, so I, I really learned the ins and outs of like dealing with people and um, and a maturity of salesmanship and and really diving in to figure out what people wanted because that was kind of a philosophy of Zoomies, um, and that's where I worked with Zoomies mm-hmm. up. And you guys are familiar with it up there. Yeah, in yeah, the, we have it, especially in the Northwest. Back from Arizona, I had had it too. So oh yeah, yeah, it started as awesome. a, above the belt, and that story was cool too. Like seeing what a man did with you know just one little skate shop. Um, called above the belt you know mm-hmm. and that was back in the 80s and he grew it to this empire um, so you know I was learning like different different business aspects of how to run a business and deal pe- deal with people um, and I ended up getting tattooed by one of the guys that worked with me at the first place and he always promised me back then that he would have a place for me if he ever opened a shop mm-hmm. and uh, he kind of dropped that in my ear while I was getting a tattoo and I was, you know, on a salary, full benefits and everything. So it was kind of, you know, as a high school dropout, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad gig, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how do you leave that, you know? And this, and during this time is you'd stop tattooing, right? Is what you right. Said I had during, to tattoo yeah. for years, like, you know, um, did you ever he, think about going back at that point or was it always not? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'd been, a, I yeah. mean, still since I was 12, I, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about it. Yeah. That's, um, I gotta say, it's pretty cool having your parents kind of be the ones to push you into it, right? In a sense, oh, yeah. not oh, push yeah. you into it, but they showed you it initially by bringing you into the shop, and then your mom encouraging it. You know what I mean? Like that's, oh, yeah. I feel like not a story you hear. <laughs> no, yeah, I've especially had, I've... at such a young age with tattooing. You know what I mean? Yeah, Maybe it's like absolutely. We get to, I get to tattooing, and then you know, it's like, oh, now they kind of get it. You know, once I right, am that's doing usually it, but... the that's usually the case. Like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool, and. uh you know, he had, he had kind of dropped it in my ear and told me like, you know, just think about it. I'll have room for you in, in February or March. Well, I somehow got my last paycheck February 28th <laughs> and I knew it was, I felt like Charlie with the golden ticket. Like yeah. it, 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 the universe kind of just like jumped at me and said like, follow it. Um, I remember calling my, my, my wife at the time and I was scared, you know, we, we were pregnant, um, with our first kid and, um, knowing that I was going into such a volatile 
situation, you know, not getting paid because I assumed, you know, I'd be an apprentice and, and all this stuff again. And um, so I ended up going down there and flashing my ticket, you know, I was like, guess what, guess what? And I, <laughs> yeah, I showed him my last paycheck and I said, when do I start? And he's all, whenever you want. So eight days, I took eight days and I went on a journey and just kind of cleansed myself of, of everything. And I walked in there and he tried to get me to tattoo. And I said, no. And he said, no, like, you know how to tattoo, you know, just tattoo and we'll kind of fine tune things and, and get you where you need to be. And I told him no. And uh, I wanted to be an apprentice again and, and lose all the bad habits that I had originally created. Mm-hmm. and um that's interesting it was yeah it was a very humbling moment yeah putting um, that ego aside and like you said I before had... you had the kind of rock star vision if you will of right. tattooing and having that ego and then getting to that point where you recognize like i, need I don't some know learning. anything <laughs> yeah i that's still awesome. don't, i'm i'm nine years in on december 12th and okay. i still don't know shit like <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> how much i learn in every tattoo i do and, and it's I'm obsessed with it. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have found it. Um, and I'm glad I had the, the foresight to step away when I did. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think that I would be where I'm at now if it wasn't for that humbling experience. So, Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Can I give you that clarity before coming back? Oh, to yeah. I get, yeah, I get emotional about it because like, I, I remember like that day and him, him being like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, dude. And he's all, all right grab the mop i'm like fuck what did i do (laughs) like wait a minute yeah but it was it was quick you know i had a kid on the way and i was working at a a coffee shop in the morning before i'd go into the shop and you know just doing what i could to to make a little money to get by ended up moving my pregnant wife into my mom's house my dad Mm -hmm. was working in san francisco at the time so it kind of helped her out too but nice it was terrifying man it was it was wild but i hit the ground running and you know, it was a short apprenticeship the second time around. The first one was about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then this one, I started March, it was March 8th, 2013 or, tw- yeah, 2013. And then my first official day as an artist there was December 12th, 2013. Okay, so, so a little less than a year, nine months. Yeah, before. it was it was quick, nice. you know, I but I was... Dude, I was hitting the ground running, man. It was I wasn't fucking around. I had a kid to to feed, so mm-hmm. you know yeah. I really dialed everything and focused, and you know it, it definitely helped. So nice. And how long did yeah. you end up staying at that shop then? I was there for eight years. Okay. And yeah, I built I built a really good clientele and name, and helped build the business. And um, you know, it was fun. I was the original, I was one of the original, I was the last of the original crew when I started there. Um, and just watching the changes and, you know, how different energies interact. And, and I learned a lot and I, I appreciate every moment I had in that shop. It was a, mm-hmm. it was a beautiful place. And I, you know, I, I considered that my church, you know, that was my, that was my sacred ground, you know, and I respect the hell out of those guys over there at Black Cat. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. And, what do you say, I mean, in that like eight year time period, you know, some of your biggest takeaways from that, I mean, learning from the other guys, girls, if they're any, you know, as well as things you might've experienced, you know what I mean? Um, I just, I learned really just how to be a little more self-sufficient, 
and and I mean, I, I learned how to tattoo, obviously, through multiple people. Um, that was kind of a, a fortunate um, circumstance I had, too, was that I wasn't one person's apprentice. I was a shop apprentice. Okay. And Interesting. it was like six artists at a time. Some There was one point where there were people like sharing stations where they just shift. So I was learning from multiple people constantly. And um, I'm grateful for that, too, because I know a lot of people that that you know, are shown one way and they, they kind of get pigeon held by that in mm-hmm. some, in some cases, you know, I can't obviously generalize it, but you know, there's like this, this is the way to do it. And, you know, as ta- in the case, yeah, I mean, same as, thing with advisors, you know, it's yeah. very common for people to have, you know, either a positive or a negative view on some aspect of financial planning. Right. If, you know, depending on who they worked with in the past. And so I, I totally get that, especially with right. that part. Yeah, we're a product of our environment. And, mm-hmm. you know, fortunately, I was enough to be like, I was in a situation where I was like a melting pot. Um, and learning like that, I think was a little difficult, just because I was being taught different, with different styles of teaching, too. It wasn't just different styles of tattoos. It was like, the way they taught, or the way right. they spoke, or, you know, so it was like, maybe something resonated with you that one of them said that maybe right. another guy said, but it didn't click with how he presented it or something right or just different advice like you mm-hmm. know watching those guys tattoo and and the the women that i've i've tattooed with all great artists and it's it's hard to learn by just watching and kind of asking questions too because you still have to be able to apply it mm-hmm. um and i learned that too is like i think the the greatest teacher in tattooing is time in the skin and and, you know, there's certain things that, you know, are really the fundamentals of tattooing, which are obviously taught to an apprentice, at least they should be and properly and, mm-hmm. you know, showing them, you know, why, um, you know, I, I'll tattoo my leg to show someone the wrong way to do it. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's commitment it, right there. it is what it is, you know, like, I have an apprentice right now, she's been with me for two months, and nice. I always swore I would never do it. But she's just her her energy and just having her around especially in like it's such a small environment mm-hmm. um is that, that incredible my next question is do you miss you know now that you're in a solo studio you're on studio do you miss kind of that environment with all the other artists around but i guess you know having her is nice but still you know you said you're still learning so not being able to pick up as much from right. them right it it is it is a little different it's yeah. still i'm still getting used to it um but I actually, I really, I cherish it. Um, I've had a, a huge positive feedback from my clientele and, and how more, how much more personal this is and how much more comfortable they are. And, um, you know, really when they walk in, I let them create the environment. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm an energy person. I, I do feel people's energies and I'm a huge empath, which, you know, is crazy blessing and a curse (laughs) oh man especially when you're dealing with people you know at at vulnerable moments and Mm -hmm. um you know they're in pain and that you know they're they're going through all this stuff in their head and you know we're therapists too you know i i always say i'm an expensive tattoo artist but i'm definitely a cheap therapist probably the cheapest in town (laughs) you know um but it's great and i think it's really a, a beautiful thing to be able to share that space for somebody Mm -hmm. and hold that space for them and she is the same way um and it's really like 
made me embody it more too and and creating such a, a unique experience um for every client you know no experience is the same in here and mm -hmm. it's because we really let them like guide the guide the wavelength and you know it, it's it's powerful um it's i've had a lot of clients say that they don't feel like they have to fit in here i i get that i mean coming from someone that's not an artist you know what mm -hmm. i mean and just likes the process and getting tattooed and that kind of thing you know are the artists we most recently got work from my wife and myself you know moved from earlier this year from a shop with you know multiple other artists to his own studio yeah and just going there it is definitely it's a different vibe you know what i mean going in it's just us yeah. you know and totally different experience than when there's the other guys there you know shooting the shit or you know whatever they're doing when we're getting tattooed or whatever you know it's it's quite a bit different um, mm -hmm. Not that, you know, I like that too. That's fun sometimes, but having that more kind of intimate studio where you can kind of just, you know, focus it's on one, on, focus it's one on. on one. Yeah. There's yeah. no, there's no distractions, exactly. you know, and that's what, I, that's, what's beautiful in it for me too, is, you know, I have really bad ADHD and ADD and I don't like Ritalin because, you know, <laughs> you wake up the first morning, like, you know, you don't take it and you're like, fuck, I need it. Right. You know, so it's, um, you know, today I think is 105 days sober or something like that. Yeah, I was actually, I was gonna, I figured yeah. it was 103, 105, somewhere around Yeah, there. that's what that's these, awesome, these balloons behind me, <laughs> I had, I couldn't fit them in my car. <laughs> so they're just, that's awesome, man. Congratulations. Sitting, that's great. Yeah, one of my clients drove, they drive uh, from Elko, which is about three and a half, four hours from here. And okay. they get, they get tattooed and they brought me balloons to celebrate the day that they came in. So nice. That was cool. Like, and that, and that's another thing, you know, I don't, I feel like that wouldn't happen if mm -hmm. I were still in a tattoo shop and they might you know, feel uncomfortable or something, bringing right. balloons or whatever. Right here. Like close. you should, I can see outside and I can see them walking in with these balloons with the biggest, greatest smile on their faces. <laughs> and it's beautiful. Like, yeah. you know, I feel like this situation is perfect for what I need right now mm -hmm. um, for my own mental health. Cause uh, when I left black cat, in December last year, I just kind of tattooed out of my house for a minute and I'm not proud of it. It sucked. Mm -hmm. um, it was for about three months and then I kind of stopped tattooing for a minute just to kind of find myself a little bit better and a little more peaceful in my mind. Um, I'd been going through a lot. It's been a pretty weird three years for me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I just kind of, I, I knew I had to focus and um, once I got sick of that, I went to another tattoo shop and, uh, it, it was a, it was an eye-opening experience. Um, it was an open floor plan too. And just like, you know, just like what I was used to just on a bigger scale and mm -hmm. it just didn't work out. It wasn't, you know, I, I wanted to leave, you know, before it got out of hand and to the point where I, you know, just wasn't comfortable. So, yeah. um, I, I briefly was there and I, I found this spot. I could see that being pretty tough too, if you're, you know, getting sober or sober, you know what I mean? Being around a lot of people in that regard, you know, and the yeah. shop closes down, they want to go grab a drink or whatever, Yeah. you know, hard to yeah. deal with that. Yeah. And I, I mean, luckily like my girlfriend, she's incredible. Um, we've been together a little over a year now. She's too. Nice. Um, and yeah, we're, 
we're just rocking it man going to concerts and like Love watching it. people be idiots <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> it's crazy like you know it's it's amazing how much better you feel and how much more you're like aware of and, yeah and just like the focus and and it's been it's been good so good but That's yeah awesome saving some money too i'm sure <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's crazy man like we can go have nice dinners now because it's like you know it's not yeah. 200 dollars for a nice steak you know because you're, right, you're not paying three cocktails drinks yeah right absolutely have you so i'm curious have you noticed uh any difference in your work since getting sober you know what i mean like it would, I, have, I don't know focus more or draw better or what you know all the above yeah, yeah all the above yeah it's it's amazing like I, I feel a lot more able to like step out of the box a little bit. Um, you know, with my style of tattooing, it's, it's really easy to, to just like put this here today and then put that there today. And, you know, cause it's mandalas and flowers and, you know, it's like, it mm -hmm. is a lot of session work, but, um, but like, for example, like just recently I, I moved an appointment because her idea I kind of caught myself going into that, like, all right, we're just going to get this designed and done today. And with her idea, you know, through, like, through my sobriety, obviously the clarity and, like, all the thoughts are starting to, my, my neurons are firing way mm -hmm. sharper. And so I, you know, I sat her down and I, I explained to her, like, well, you know, you want an angel of death sleeve. Um, you want a skull with some peonies but what if we do this? And I just, you know, sat down with her and I was able to articulate properly what my vision was and show her on the iPad and just how I, how I envisioned what we could do. Cause she wanted to sleep. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm slowly shifting more into that and just like, if, you know, being a little more methodical and, mm -hmm. and focused and having more of a vision in the beginning instead of, developing it you know mm -hmm. um, and would you say like having the confidence with yourself to then present that as well you know right I mean? like, yeah hey absolutely. this is kind of what i'm thinking when right here it is instead of like i think it could be better but you know yeah. that's what she wants so i'm just gonna leave it alone exactly and that and that's how passive you get because you get that kind of like it's that fuck it mentality man it's like it's kind of yeah going through being lazy about it yep. and you know i'm not saying i've ever lazy with tattooing because um, I put my all into everything I do but just in the essence like I just want things to flow better and just like I'm, I'm starting to like see things differently and like I'm really trying to push myself and and not tattoo on the day just because the appointment's there like if, mm -hmm. I, if I feel I'm, I can do a better design or this or that and I'm not ready for it I mm -hmm. I have the respect for my clientele enough to say, Hey, you know, unfortunately we're probably not going to tattoo today. We can sit down and, and really like fine tune some things and then I'll, I'll present something that I'm proud of and that's something that you're going to love, you know? Yeah. Which um, is, I, that's awesome. I mean, coming from the client side again, yeah. I think that's great because we had a similar situation with my wife's sleeve recently, Yeah, you know, where she didn't intend to get the sleeve in the first place. Right. I was like, oh, yeah, I and then I got this, and then you know, yeah. And so Max has was great doing it, but we went back and forth a lot of like, you know, what can we fill this empty space with now mm -hmm. between the pieces? And you know, there's one or two appointments where he's like, hey, let's, I don't have it yet, you know what I mean? And I don't want to just force something, 
that you know one or neither of us are really happy with so let's reschedule let me rethink and you know i mean coming from the client side where it's like yeah we're putting something permanent on my body yeah you know my wife was super appreciative like you know and now she's thrilled with how it came out right absolutely we finally we just we went in he sat down and he was just drawn on her you know in the gaps and like he figured it out yeah yeah he's like let's see if this works and he you know raced a little bit let's see if this works and you know we ended up with some flowers to fill the spaces and she's honestly she loves that part of it and she gets a lot of compliments on those fill-in pieces which is kind of it was authentic exactly and and that's the thing is like authenticity and tattooing is it's hard to come by a lot of times and I don't know Max's last name, but Max, hats off Ireland. to you, dude. Yeah. Max Ireland, dude. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Go check him out. <laughs> like that's, that, no, dude, I, I respect the hell out of that. Like, yeah, it that's, was because he had an idea of a snake, and she was like, I don't know if I'm a snake person. And like, so we went back and forth, and, you know, I it, it might have been a little frustrating on the on the artist side. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah. I get that 100%. Um, but it sounds like he's able to set his ego aside. and Oh, yeah. And yeah. do, you know, we're, that's the thing too, is like a lot of tattooers, you know, we're not, we're, just, we're facilitators too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's plenty of tattoos that I do that, you know, I, I let the client lead a little bit more than I would for certain other clients or ideas or, you know, and, and that's the thing too. We're not, we're not the creators of cool. We're just the creators of cool people. You know, like, like that's that. the way I look at it. Like, <laughs> I, like that. I, I can't tell you that that Game of Thrones tattoo is stupid or you shouldn't get it. Mm-hmm. Who the hell am I? Like, I don't, you know, as long as it's not like some gang related tattoo or, you know, like things like that. And even like yeah. with Nordic, Nordic stuff, I warn people, hey, just so you know, you know, like the, the Aryan guys, the brothers or the peckerwoods or whatever they call themselves <laughs> like there's so many names for them honky right, right. now too so um but those cracker ass guys took over all you know <laughs> just kidding. um but no it's like you know if if you walk into the wrong place with a, a odin tattoo mm-hmm. with you know you can tell when it's done in prison obviously at least i yeah. would hope so if you're getting right. a sleeve like go to the right guy um but or woman. I always say guy. Just I call women guys too. I'm like, what's up guys? Like right. I know me too. I just, it's but you know, there's myself. there's some incredible women tattooers out there too that'll fucking tattoo circles around me. I know that. Um but yeah, so you, I, it's just informing the client too and and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, you know, I I had run into a situation one time where this kid wanted a brown pride tattoo. And uh, this was when I was in the, the walk in shop and I was building my clientele and I told him no. And he's like, why? Like, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. And I'm like, well, how would you feel if I was tattooing white pride on somebody? Mm-hmm. So well, that's, that's different. I was like, it is not different. Like it is, I won't do that either. And, mm-hmm. you know, I won't do anything that has anything related to that. I did do, man, I did do this one questionable tattoo. <laughs> this guy, he was how he had a baby and his okay. son's name his son's name was Arian. Okay, I see where this is going, kinda. Yeah, I and I don't know, man. I, I did the tattoo, but like the longer it sat with me, the more I was like, Did that guy really have a kid? Like right. I, <laughs> I was like, Oh my did god. Did he lie to me to get this yeah. tattoo? Yeah. And that's like it's it's hard. And that was like that was an eye opening moment. Like just yeah. even because I I don't know. I don't know. I, I could just be judging that guy 
early mm-hmm. in my career because yeah. now I think about it. I know people named Arian, yeah. you know, not spelled like that, but <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, young. And... It's got to be tough, though. It's early in your career. You're just, like you said, taking walk-ins, trying to build that book of clients. And, yeah, you know, you know to, and I did well. You know? and... Yeah, and I, I did a, a but... good job of doing that. Like, at one point, I was booked out for about 14 months. And Sheesh. It was... It was exhausting, man. Like it just I wasn't. I wasn't happy anymore. Like, well, it just seems know. hard to manage your life too when you're booked out that far in advance. You know what I mean? Like, if you Absolutely. decide you want to take a weekend, you know what I mean, with your girlfriend or kids, you know, like, but you're booked out so damn far. It's like, uh, yeah, we'll yeah, do let's it go in 2023. The... Yeah, let's yeah, go. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Armageddon might happen before that. But... Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it was it was rough, man. It was hard. And keeping up with all those clients and all the drawing and you know it was like non-stop and mm-hmm. um, and i think that's the drawing sorry i'm gonna touch on the drawing no, you're good. Quick. i think you're that's good. something that um maybe clients don't realize as much you know what i mean right. or people that aren't tattoo artists have all the work on the back end right you know of the drawing like they i don't know it's a lot it's I mean, you know something i've noticed more lately yeah it's but, an all-day gig yeah you know I because mean, it's you're tattooing you know five days a week average you know, and your days off, you still have work to do mm-hmm. to prepare for all those um, right. upcoming In- appointments. You know, it's including not including like just... talking to people too. Like, yeah, you got to respond to DMs and messages and emails and schedule. Like, it's yeah. I don't think people give you guys enough credit with the work you have to do before the work. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's like for me with clients, I got some meeting prep. There's some analysis. You know, whatever I do, but it, it's my meetings are typically an hour. You know what I mean? Like I'm not sitting through and tattooing four or five hours straight or, you know, whatever. And then rolling into a next one, right? you know, where I don't have a buffer and it's yours is a lot more based on creativity where it's like, it's not always going to come out right the first time. Right. When you're sitting there drawing something for someone, you're like, Oh shit, scrap it. I'm do it again. Like, you know what I mean? It's numbers. It's the numbers work. The numbers don't work. You know, it's not, you know, being creative, that that constantly too is it was one thing that made me suffer um Mm -hmm. mentally and it was taxing and it was like i was running into a lot of creative blocks and and, it was had to be on kind of yeah and it was like you know just draw this draw this draw that draw you know and then tattoo it for hours and you know and it, it it got tiring and um i when i took my hiatus um just recently I had closed my books. I was, you know, and I started catching up with people. I had some gift certificates that I owed people and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was, it was hard cause it was at a time also where I really needed the money. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I think a lot of like something I've, I've noticed too in my time tattooing is like when you sell a gift certificate, like that attitude of like, Oh, I'm not making money today. It needs to go away. You know, that person may have bought you groceries for, two or three weeks or you know with that money uh, Mm -hmm. and you have to realize that's money already earned and you know just let that go and just give them a tattoo like they're paying you a thousand dollars like you know like it's they loan you money basically right yeah yeah thanks and it's it's interest free so like (laughs) exactly like why not like you know and make a badass tattoo so you know maybe the next time you need help they're there to help you you know Mm -hmm. so just like, I don't know. It's Was that pretty big during COVID? I mean, like selling gift cards and stuff when you weren't able to tattoo? Was that? Yeah. Yeah, imagine? I did. I did that. I did like a, a special to where like, you know, every, every 
so like every so much so many dollars gave you an extra this amount or Nice. I don't remember exactly what I did, but I also got some like hoodies and, and baseball tees made and stickers and mm-hmm. just doing I've anything. Seen those on Instagram. Yeah, just doing anything I could um, to to help feed my family because I never got any financial assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the the PUA loan and I got approved for it. Yeah, and it was always pending, 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 and then I got a letter in the mail saying that I wasn't a citizen of the United States. And <laughs> So that <laughs> kind of blew my mind, you know, sending him a picture of my, my social security card, my ID and, yeah. you know, my taxes and just everything. And uh, You know, I, like a lot of people are ashamed to say stuff like that but those programs are there for people in that situation and exactly you know as soon as i started making money again i dropped it and you know i just i i paid into it when i was working for zimmies and for mm-hmm. all those years and all my other jobs before you know when i had paychecks and stuff so you know i think people need to be humbled by that and and really just appreciate that there are programs like that um you know it helped a lot so um but yeah it, it was crazy like i didn't do that and you know so i get i'm a pretty pretty sensitive guy you know no like, man you're good you're good i get i'm very passionate and you know i try to be clear and and transparent and, mm-hmm. um but yeah I, you know i took advantage of some of those programs and it helped and you know and i had some people buying gift certificates and sweatshirts and you know even to the extent of you know people dropping off like they would buy the sweatshirt for double you know just to help yeah. me out and it was beautiful awesome. man and i appreciate awesome. every single person and even the people that didn't buy them like i appreciate you know everything that i have um mm-hmm. i i'm nothing without the community um and that's why you know i i try to respect it as much as i can and and give back when i can and um it's it's a beautiful thing man like a lot of tattooers i feel like are kind of rock stars like again like what i was saying you know and they need to realize that they're not they're not the rock star dude you are like the guy that puts the money in our in our pockets and you know you guys are you guys are the show we're just the lights you know we just like we're just doing our thing and we're fortunate enough to do something that if there was an apocalypse (laughs) fuck dude can i draw on your wall like (laughs) you know i'm screwed can i draw the get out sign (laughs) <laughs> yeah like can I, can I can i like make warnings for our village like i don't know like what do you want me to do because I, I can i can do like face paint and like give you guys like war makeup but yeah it's like what do i like what am i gonna be doing i'll be i'll do whatever i mean i'll yeah. dig ditches if i have Shit, to i'm like, right there with you man I, yeah yeah if, if, if finance financial... isn't really a big deal when we're yeah if, in if, armageddon you know, <laughs> yeah it's like Dude, you can help me paint faces. It's really easy. <laughs> Take yeah, some lessons like, just in case. Yeah, dude. Just don't use fingers because COVID. You got to get yeah, like... There you go. I don't know what we would have to use. Find a, a stick or a so, leaf or something. Yeah, dude. Like, just, <laughs> oh, man. We could even make like camouflage. Just, I don't know. I can go off on that for a while. That's awesome. That's but, awesome. So one thing I was, I was curious about because, you know, looking at your Instagram, it's very obvious you put it right on the front there that black and gray only yeah right? that's what you like to do I, yeah. I scrolled back i went 
through the archives there. Uh, this color, yeah, see nice where the color, color was. Um, so I was just kind of curious when and why did that transition happen? And because I've seen some, you know, I think it was like a year, maybe two, but it's a little bit of red, right? Maybe a flower, some red, but most of it was black and gray. So I'm just curious, um, you know, why you made that transition, or you know, uh, I'm colorblind. <laughs> okay. That's, yeah, that's a uh, great answer. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I love I fuck I love color, dude. It's it's fun. Um, I I can do it. It's yeah. just very frustrating on my brain. Okay. Um, I usually like I just recently did a tattoo for my mom, and I can see warm colors pretty well. So that's why okay. you can see the like the red or the yellow. Or, yeah. Um, but I just recently did a traditional heart like a mom heart on my mom and it was she wanted all color and uh you know it was it was fun though like yeah i loved it but it was like the green i can't see green and i okay and i remember because i don't i have some greens but i just knew that they wouldn't work just because the shade of them Mm -hmm. and so i made my own green which was an old trick i learned during my apprenticeship (laughs) And okay. it's, it's black with yellow. It's interesting. Does so it like make a, like fun, a darker it green or what? It's like an olivey, like you know, traditional, nice, beautiful green. Like okay, at least from my memory. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my mom loves her tattoo. God okay, bless her awesome. soul. Like you know, I, yeah. I feel like was that some pressure there doing it on mom and you know, it's always oh, having yeah, trouble with dude. the colors. I've tattooed my mom and dad and my sister has a full sleeve by me and nice. Like my family is very supportive and let, you know, they like they're crazy. They're crazy. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, like dad, we talked about in the beginning, you know, that your parents were the ones that kind of yeah. led you to this point, you know, is. Yeah. I've even unique. let that, I let them awesome. tattoo me. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, I let my mom and dad and my sister tattoo me. It was fun. And my nice. son, my seven year old son tattooed me. So. Nice. I thought um, of doing, you know, I've seen a few people where they let their kids draw a picture, you know, yeah. and then and then you get it tattooed on you. Consider that with my my two kids. That would be fun. Just yeah, I, yeah. They commemorate that. Even if it's something simple, like I've got like this guy. I'll show you. This is the this fox right here. I don't know how well you can see it. Yeah, I can see a little bit. So it was the first. It was the first drawing I came home to that my son was like over the moon about um my oldest and he was just like oh my god dad come here come here and he points at his wall and he's just like what's the fox say <laughs> and i was like oh my god dude and he's all you see that little squiggle in the in the chest and i said yeah he's like that's his heartbeat i was nice. like all right dude so i took snapped a picture and tattooed it on my leg and then uh, <laughs> i came home with that and he was so excited about it that the next day I came home from work, he had a stack of pages of tattoos <laughs> that I had to get. And I was just like, oh, what did I start? But and then he, That's yeah, funny. he, he tattooed that logo from that sweatshirt, that design that I made with the, my nice. thumbprint. And uh, yeah, that was actually my thumbprint. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hand, the, the things were all hand tie dyed and it was cool. It was fun. Um, nice. But yeah, he, uh, he tattooed me. It was fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, that definitely explains the the black and gray. Yeah, uh, I figured it was, it was a style preference. I was, it is too, but I mean, okay, it is too. I think that over time, like you know, a lot of the the pigments deteriorate too much. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the yellows and stuff like that. And 
Um, and that's why I still barely use yellow, you know, unless you have that really nice stark contrast, mm-hmm. um, and you can really make it look good for a really long time. But yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, yeah it's, I've seen that with my wife. She's got a tattoo with a little bit of red in it and, you know, got it, I don't know, almost a decade ago, maybe. Yeah. You know, and it's fading a bit yeah. and we kind of looked into, you know, possibly getting it retouched up, but, you know, basically told like, it's, it's going to be a constant thing. Yeah, this this thing this thing was like bright red. Oh wow! Now, really I mean, yeah, this was. Oh, fuck, how old was I? Twenty one. <laughs> Just <laughs> fuck fuck the world. I didn't I didn't want to plan B. Like, you know, yeah. I read that. I read that from uh, Travis Barker. There you go. Um, yeah, I was reading a book. I don't remember what it was. It was a really popular book for a long time. Um, but yeah, Travis Barker was in it and it, he said that he just started getting blasted in the most obvious places because he mm-hmm. wanted to have to be successful at his passion. There you go. So it was like one of those, like, you just got to go for it and just all in. And yeah, it's one of the reasons like this arm has, I mean, dude, idiot. Yeah. you know, that was young, <laughs> that was young Jason, you know, and, See, and then yeah. you start getting like nice, nice tattoos you and you're just like. You know, you start blacking stuff out because you're just like, what did I do, dude? Like, but it's funny. I mean, with you saying that about you know, kind of no plan B, locking yourself in. I've, I mean, recently thought of stuff similar, you know, for myself because, you know, financial advising is typically a lot more conservative, if you will, with dress and appearance and all that. Um, You know, and like this, my memento mori one here. uh, You know, my old boss would give me a hard time about. Right. Oh, what are you in a biker gang? Yeah. Um, you know, and like wasn't able, I wasn't allowed to roll up my sleeves and my dress shirts right in the office and have it show. Right. Uh, you know, but I've kind of thought about it now. I'm like, look, I'm doing my own thing, working with artists. So, yeah, if I do want to get something on my hand or something, you know, I don't know. I'd go neck personally just because I feel like the pain's gonna be a bitch. But you <laughs> know, <laughs> side of the neck's easy, dude. Side <laughs> of the neck was easy. This. But, don't. Oh, yeah, <laughs> don't. no, that oh looks terrible. God. Yeah, it was bad. You know, hey, but don't just say that they look great. I'm just, kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> you know, but just going through that now, it's like, well, you know, I, I don't want to go back to that old traditional way. You know what I mean? Right. And so, yeah. same thing. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm locked in. All in, baby. You know what I mean? Like, I, all in. I don't want to go the other route, so why not? You yeah. know. So, we'll see if I actually do it at some point. But do it, dude. It's the, it's the most selfish thing you could ever do. <laughs> just get tattooed it's, right you know, it's the only thing that you actually physically get to choose to die with and be buried yep. with or cremated with like you could tell me to put you in a nice tuxedo and you know you could be buried in a trash bag someday like who knows like but yeah. if you have that you know that artwork on you like that's yours like it's, it's the most selfish thing you can do and um, I think one of the things that a lot of people like the confidence that being tattooed gives you, like mm-hmm. I was just talking about it the other day with my apprentice. Um, I have this client and I remember the first session he, he came in like, kind of just like, you know, like kind of, kind of derpy, you know, like I was <laughs> like, Oh man, here we go. You know? And you know, trees around the wrist, mountain scene, like, you know, I was like, Oh, it's his first tattoo. And yeah. You know, timid and quiet. The greatest feeling that I had in years, 
I mean, other than my son being born, obviously, <laughs> but in, in tattooing, like was mm-hmm. watching this kid when he left, look at himself in the reflection on the glass. Like he was fucking Mick Jagger, dude, that guy. Oh my God. It was beautiful. <laughs> like, and I, and I That's see awesome. it all the time and awesome. I, I actually take notice to it now um, more than ever. Cause that was one of the reasons I started getting heavily tattooed too, was, you know, lack of confidence and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And, you know, I'm 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 a pretty quiet guy. I, I I can talk. Yeah. You know, especially if it's something I'm passionate about. But you know, like my confidence didn't really start coming out until I started getting heavily tattooed. And you know, even just as simple as being at the lake, you know, off. You know, people are looking at how heavily tattooed I am now, and not my physical shape or form. Right. You know, and it's it's i think it's something beautiful like to bring that to somebody and and watch them exude it too because like now we're like we're on his second sleeve or something like that and he's more confident than i am like that guy just <laughs> kicks the door and he's like hey jason what's up dude and i'm like that's tight you know that's like, awesome I love watching that, man. the, the transformations of people and yeah. and also the the peace you can bring to somebody in closure or at least a step towards it you know with mm-hmm. like memorial tattoos and um handwriting tattoos are my favorite like okay. when it's a like, loved one's like yeah get well soon card or you know like something like that like you know and they like sometimes i'll have people try to have me like take this letter from here and, and create a word or something i don't i refuse to do that yeah because it it completely takes the essence of that person's handwriting and the emotion and the feeling that was felt as they wrote that word right you know because you know word it's not wouldn't, true it wouldn't look real. like that it's, yeah. yeah so i it's always no try to just trying to copy the writing yourself i guess right? right exactly so i usually you know i just like if it's not written i'm not going to create it you know like mm-hmm. i'm sorry because it we both know that you know just put love pops whatever like you know yeah. just that's all that and the reason i love doing those tattoos so much is because those are the tattoos i know no matter what 40 years down the line they're gonna love it right so it's, it's gonna like mean that, something it's that guarantee yeah that that person's just gonna fucking adore that tattoo yeah and i think that's a beautiful thing yeah, you their know, kids so. or grandkids are gonna see it and say what's that you yep. know it's, oh my dad's or granddad's or you know mom yeah. whatever's i ready. love that stuff i know yeah. people that just scoff at it and i'm like dude line them up man like yeah that's cool man yeah. i never thought of it that way until you mentioned it to where it's like yeah it is one of those lasting tattoos, you know, where it's like, who knows? They'll never Maybe grow I out of it. Don't like my forearm tattoo in 20 years. You know, right. I don't see that being the case, but you never know. But having right. that, something so personal. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm never going to look at it and be like, oh, fuck this tattoo. Right. <laughs> and I always like, I always talk people out of putting like ashes in their tattoo un- unless okay. they're not blood related. If they're not blood related, like say a stepdad that mm-hmm. was really your fucking father, you know, like you have no blood tie to that guy, put him in your body. Okay. Kind of make but that tie. I would, yeah. And it's like, okay. you know, my dad died. I want to put his ashes into my tattoo. And I'm like, he's coursing through your veins. Like, you don't, he's, he's walking with you, man. You don't, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. I, I always like, that's I, a good point. I, I didn't, I didn't I'll still do way. it. I'll yeah. still do it, but it's like I think about that. And I'm just like, you know. I mean, is that common to get that request? I feel like that. Would I be... get I get dogs' ashes sometimes, like for the okay. paw print or like, 
Yeah, it's. I mean, it's 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 pretty common, you know, okay. especially with like black and gray tattoos too. Like, you know, oh, I guess that's a good point. Yeah, it's. But I mean, we literally put like the smallest amount, like, and it's like the dustiest part of the bag that we can get, you know. Yeah, it's just the idea of it, really. Yeah, because um, obviously that's not gonna go. It's you can't push that into the skin with a with a needle. I mean, right. Essentially, yeah. you know, I mean, you might get a little tiny flake somewhere if you're lucky but just (laughs) the sheer essence of the idea you know yeah i say just drop a little dab of their blood if you've got it like that's good (laughs) 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 don't do that (laughs) it's a bad idea get people Um, on here what the hell are you guys talking about i know Uh, oh that's great well um i guess as we get close to to wrapping up here um do you have any advice for someone else, you know, a new tattooer or someone that's maybe been doing it for a little bit that you've learned along the way that you think is important for them yeah. to reach success, whatever that means to them? Yeah, I think that uh, you need to forget forget the idea of trying to be the best tattoo artist. Don't worry about that. Okay. Don't try to, like, I fell into that trap and it was it was hard to to drop it's it's really easy to listen to your clients and and Mm -hmm. to take all the you're amazing you're great and you're you're the best like oh my god you're so good like it's easy to let that in um and And start to your head and start to believe it right um but you gotta know where you're at and you have to really remember that i mean there's people that tattoo 17 years and are still figuring shit out like you're you're nothing man like i still am nothing like i'm i'm just building you know and Mm -hmm. i'm just i'm able to to realize that i think it's more important as artists and as a community to focus on being our personal best not the best i want to help other artists also achieve being their best i share all my like anything anybody's ever asked me about tattooing mm-hmm. i am fuck, i'm an open book like i love this i want to give back to it i want you know i want people to to focus more on their individualism um you know like it's easy to measure ourselves up to all these things we see on instagram and all the social media and it's it's a daunting thing um it's very defeating i've been there um i deal with a lot of depression and and stuff like that and i think mm-hmm. that being in a performance industry only makes that worse um yeah. it's you know but try to be your best and try to encourage and push others to be their best and if that's leaps and bounds greater than you like good for them be there for it and and applaud them and push and because you're not you know you're not making you any better by doing that you're only Mm -hmm. hindering yourself and as soon as you're able yeah as soon as you're able to reach for your best and not beat someone else's Mm -hmm. it's liberating and it it really makes you push harder and grow and um, I think appreciating other people's success and applauding it is a much healthier way to do it. Um, and yeah, I, I, you're giving back to the tattoo community at that point too, in creating great artists and, and confident ones. Cause I think confidence is the biggest key in tattooing. Yeah. That's the biggest key. 
you know, you can be a terrible artist and tattoo like champion. Like it's crazy. I, I've seen people that can't draw that can tattoo, but I've seen people that can tattoo but can't draw. So huh. it's like it's it's crazy. Like it's it's not for everybody and mm-hmm. you know, if you're lucky enough to to have found the passion and the love for it, just remember to be you and just try, you know. It's it's crazy like you got to let go of that that vision of being the greatest, you know. Mm-hmm. Just be your greatest and not view everyone in the industry is competition. It's not competition. There's plenty of skin to go around. There's what, <laughs> almost 8 billion people. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, plenty that's... of like, there's plenty of tattoos to be done. You know, I love that. That's something I've learned myself too, from going out by my going solo, you know, there's a lot of places I was at before it was kind of this, you know, we're friends, but we're also kind of competing, if you will, whether yeah. we're at the same firm or whatever, Yeah. you know, and now, you know, I have a group of advisor friends where it's like, you know, we're sharing stuff all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a community. If I have a question about, you know, a client situation or just like, hey, I'm kind of having a shit day. You know what I mean? Yeah, just absolutely. Whatever it may be, you know, I have these people to lean back on, especially being solo and like you are now, you know, in your own spot. It's like shit gets lonely sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You know, and so, you know, or just you see someone else and you're like, oh, that's a sweet idea. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, hey, how'd you do that? Yeah. You know, like whether it's, friends of mine that you know are doing a social media post for their planning or they came up with something else it's like hey, how did you do that right you know or like responding to you know there's a few reporters i've responded to for for things and you know and then referring friends to them you know there's right. a guy doing a piece on niche advisors you know i'm like hey i got like four other friends right like let me send you their info right um one of which is the mutual connection uh lindsay over at stripper financial planning uh okay it sounds familiar yeah yeah, yeah. okay um so she we connected you know kind of when i made the switch to working with tattoo artists and and she's like oh you know you should check out jason he's you know he's awesome got some work from him you know and so just she sent me a list and that's that's, tight you know how i found you so i I sent her a message this morning i was like i'm getting on a call with jason you know i'm gonna interview him for the podcast i got coming out and so yeah that's that's cool I just, again, stumbled upon her from other friends in the industry that were kind of niche advisors. And, you know, we kind of connected because she's doing something <laughs> kind of on the fringes, if you will, as well, yeah. working with uh, strippers and dancers and that kind of thing, right. uh, you know, that no one else is really doing. And then I think they call themselves, artists. I think they call themselves pole people now. Pole people. Pole okay. people. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just... <laughs> I was like, I was like her, her name is literally stripper financial planning. Yeah. Like her, yeah that's, her, her, that's amazing. But, um yeah so that's how their their entertainer is colton (laughs) (laughs) it's okay i'm just a fucking circus monkey so (laughs) it's awesome well jason thanks so much man for joining me today appreciate it It it's great to talk and learn more about you and journey and everything yeah it was a pleasure man i really appreciate the opportunity awesome well have a good one all right you too man have fun